Thanks for tuning in to Babe Let's Talk with Maya and Ian Gardner. Being parents of six children and married for over 18 years, our hope is to give a refreshing perspective on hot topics and trending questions within relationships. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. What did it feel like turning 40 during the quarantine? What did it feel like turning 40? Um, Not being able to celebrate the way we normally would. Like, all your plans got scrapped. Well, for me, I would say this year turning 40, I didn't want a whole lot of fluff like I didn't want like I see a lot of people and there's nothing wrong with it but I see a lot of people who turn 40 it's like a new decade they celebrate they go big but for me I wanted to kind of keep it small and hone in on how I wanted to move forward with the rest of my life I felt like 40 is you know almost like a turning point um, to move and walk and live in more maturity for me, um, kind of having an idea of what I want to do and just going for it. So this year I didn't want to do too much. So being quarantined during my birthday wasn't a big deal, but because it was mandatory, that's when my thoughts about it kind of shifted. Like, man, this kind of sucks. Like, even if I wanted to do something, I couldn't right now. So, I don't know. It was a little underwhelming <laughs> and uh, a little, a little, I would say a little disappointing. Not hugely, because like I said, I, I didn't want to do a whole lot anyway. I think you had plans to send me to a hotel. No, I did have plans that I had to cancel. Yeah. I already booked everything. So it was disappointing for me not to be able to give you a birthday party. Not not necessarily birthday party, but birthday gifts that I wanted to give you. Um, and I felt like, well, you kind of warned me that after all this is done, that your birthday celebration <laughs> starts. So... Um, but you know, I look forward to that. Out of anything that I ever get as gifts, even money, like you started sending me to a hotel for my birthday. I think it was either my birthday or Mother's Day. One of them, you started sending me to a hotel just to get away, just so I wouldn't have to worry about chores. I wouldn't have to worry about the kids. I wouldn't have to worry about cooking, anything like that. So when you started doing that, it opened my eyes to, number one, how much I do at home um, but number two, how much time I don't spend on relaxing and um, pouring back into myself pretty much. So that has been a highlight of every single year, whether it's Mother's Day or my birthday. When you send me away, I'm like, yes, this just even just one night makes a big difference. And by the way, ladies, if you've never done it, you don't have to go out of town. Find a hotel that's local, that's nice, and go for one day. And since you've been doing that, it's really been enjoyable. So not being able to do that this year was the only disappointment. Like, being quarantined, whatever. Like, we gotta do what we gotta do. But not having that time was like, oh, man. 
And I think that the thing for me that was disappointing with it is that you were turning 40. I didn't feel like it was just a regular birthday. Um, I, Because for me, when I turned 40 in November, um, I know I don't look 40, but you know, <laughs> but when I turned 40 in November, it was, it wasn't about, like you said, I didn't have a party or anything like that. Um, I wasn't looking for acknowledgement from other people that I turned 40, but it was a significant move and a shift in my mind. Mm-hmm. I had given my last 40 years to doing and pursuing things a certain way, identifying myself and being conditioned by others to think a certain way. But when I turned 40, it was like uh, something clicked in my head and it was like, you got to be yourself. You're 40 years old. You can't be anything for nobody else. You have to be who you are. And for me, that means being a storyteller, identifying with the true gift and the person that I am. So finding that at, after turning 40, um, and it's something I have been doing in all this time, but it's something I finally committed to. And I said, I'm not going to focus on what everybody else wants from me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give the next 40, 50 years, the best version of myself. Right. And so when you turn in 40, I just like, I like to give you things, like you said, things that you don't necessarily take on your own, even though you do like taking vacations on your own now. Yeah, but, but how many times does that happen? Well, last year, you was just gone. Twice. Your kids was looking like, oh, Twice. man. Kid, no, but your kids was looking like, please don't go no. Don't <laughs> leave me with this man. Don't leave me with this guy no more. We're going to be eating bologna sandwiches. It was two times out of the whole year. <laughs> but no, I, you I, left I, out, of the, out of the state two times. That's true. But you actually left the house. I mean, I do remember going to a hotel for a couple nights with my mom for Mother's Day. And then you go, uh, you went out of town for your birthday. I went out of town for my birthday. Yeah. Then I went out of town with a cousin. Yeah. And we had a little mommy-cation type situation. During the hurricane. (laughs) (laughs) During the hurricane. I will say that that was one thing that I was looking forward to for on my birthday when I was going to a hotel. I had planned to bring a journal and I just wanted to journal my butt off. Like I wanted to write down every single thought I've ever had, every single idea I've ever had, you know, kind of filter through my own thoughts and feelings to get to some clarity. And the funny thing about it is even though I didn't get to do that at a hotel because of the quarantine and because I was working from home and um, a reduced number of hours, it was like, I, I got the same opportunity and I've been able to do some things that I've been wanting to do for a while now. I've been able to actually start that. And so it, it wasn't all bad. It wasn't all negative. Like I got to do ultimately what I wanted to do. It was just different, differently. 
Yeah, and and like you said, it's not necessarily negative, but just like um, not being able to see our son graduate, yeah, um, and have a ceremony, it's just different. Yeah, we still celebrate it. We still um, had a good time, but the tradition, right. Has all been taken away from us mm-hmm. right now. So all the things that we traditionally do for Mother's Day or for Father's Day or for our high school graduation, birthdays, all that stuff has been wiped away. And it's like you have this clean slate. And now for me, it's like, okay, what am I going to do with this clean slate? Am I going to drown myself in all the negativity that's um, talking about the virus and all these different things, or am I going to kind of find my footing? Yeah. And and really live. For me, being someone that stays at home and works from home, mm-hmm. it was a dramatic change to have a house to yourself, and then now you have six kids at home and a wife. And it's immediate. It's not like I had a time to adjust for the summer. Like a lot of times right before the summer, I like get a lot of stuff done. So I don't have to do it during the summertime. Mm-hmm. I can focus on my kids, but I didn't get that. Right. It's like the time where I usually take the most time to focus those two, three months from March to, to June was filled with my kids looking for lunch yeah. or being loud when I'm trying to record a podcast or whatever. So the adjustment has been at sometimes uh, unsettling, but once I understood the time I was in, that's when I wasn't disappointed because I was thankful that I had my family at home. I was thankful that everybody was healthy. Like more importantly than being able to send you to a hotel, I'm just thankful that you're alive I'm thankful that you're healthy and that I can spend time with you, you know, because some people don't have this luxury. Some people have to. You could have easily been having a job where you still had to go out. I'm just thankful, you know. Yeah. I mean, I I will say after all this, even out of even with all the good that it's brought and even some negative things, too, um, I cannot wait until it's over. (laughs) (laughs) I, I know that there are lots of theories out there. Some people believe it's a hoax. Some people believe it's real and people aren't paying attention. Like there's so many theories out there. I just cannot wait until having to deal with it is over. Like whether I I can't wait until the quarantine is no longer a discussion. No more face masks. Oh my gosh. The face masks, (laughs) the wash your hands 11,000 times a day. I still see people wearing gloves, uh, like stay six feet apart. Now you've got restaurants with half of their capacity because they've got to keep space in between other tables and like all these different things are going. I cannot wait until the whole discussion of it all is just done and over with to quote the numbers and and things like that like regardless of i'm not even addressing the fact of whether the numbers are true or not but the fact that it's a discussion they know that they're going to um instill fear in at least some people 
Um, so I don't like that conversation around it. Like if there's something going on, let's have a conversation about it. Let's be real about it. And then let's figure out what we can do about it. But don't try to scare people into, you know what I mean? Submission. Doing what it is that you want them to do. Yeah. yeah. It, there's been no discussion about it. It's just been, you know, our government officials telling us this is what's going on. This is what you need to do. And if you don't do it, these are the consequences. So that's why I said I just I can't wait until it's all over. <laughs> Here's the thing. They say in Columbus, we only can have 10 people or less gathering. Mm-hmm. We have eight people in our family. Right. <laughs> we can't have nobody over. <laughs> We're stuck. Like It's just us and nobody else. That's hard because we have big families, you know, and sometimes it's not even you. You might not be afraid, but your family is afraid because they've been watching the news all day. Mm -hmm. Then you have to be considerate of those around you because of their fears. Right. It was like most of the time you don't have to think about that. Just live your life, interact with people. I remember I saw someone walk into the store and I saw them like, hey, and initially their face, when I saw their face, they were afraid. Because because mm-hmm. they were like, oh, who's who's coming close to me? Like yeah. they were scared. And like you said, I can't wait until we get back to a place where that's not in the forefront of our minds. Right. You know. Thanks for listening to the Babe Let's Talk podcast. If you enjoyed our conversation, don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star rating on iTunes. Visit babeletstalk.com to learn more about our podcast or to submit a question or a topic for future podcasts. Thanks again for tuning in.